Hey there, you're listening to The Shared Space, and my name is O. Today, we speak to CDT, who is a builder from the Nouns ecosystem. He has built things such as Nouns.Center, Nouns Prop House, and Lost Nouns. This conversation arose out of a Twitter space I was hosting called Non-Fungible Salon, which I aim to run once a month. CDT was in the audience and I asked him to come up on stage, but he was unable to at the time, but very graciously accepted to talk to me in this format. None of what is said in this podcast is to be constituted as financial advice, but I do very much hope you enjoy this conversation. Yeah, um, so I guess uh, the transition from Web 2 to Web 3, maybe that's a good place to start. Yeah, so so I was following, you know, as a self-taught developer, I, I have to take in, um, I, I don't have a background in computer science. I didn't study it. Uh, my college didn't actually offer it. <laughs> I didn't even come to it till kind of uh, later, actually. Um, I, I actually have a background in photography. I was doing that for, for years and years and kind of working in tech, but not um, as a dev wanted to become a dev. So started taking in information everywhere, you know, teaching myself, um, et cetera, et cetera. And so I, you know, my, my Twitter, I just followed, you know, every developer I could find. Um, and so I'm sure at, at, at some point, some of these devs, you know, got involved in crypto themselves. And so I was seeing more crypto slash web three content on my feed. I didn't know what any of it meant. I, I used to think like, I, I had heard of Bitcoin and Ethereum, like, six, seven, eight years ago, but I thought they were just, you know, speculative assets. Like, uh, I thought they were just for trading and I'm pretty risk adverse. Like I don't trade in general. Um, and so the idea of quote unquote, Bitcoin and Ethereum wasn't really interesting to me, um, until now, you know, fast forward in life, I am desperately seeking to become a dev, you know, self-teaching, making projects, yada, yada, just wanting to be involved, wanting a shot to, to work somewhere, to work on something. And I see people talking about crypto more and building stuff, et cetera, et cetera. So I was like, oh, okay, there's like a, a tech side to this. I know it sounds silly in, in retrospect, but at the time, like, again, I really just thought it was just for like trading. Um, and I, 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 I just started like trying to make a lot of unknowns known. And so I just wanted to understand kind of the boundaries of crypto quote unquote, and what that meant. And so I started listening to every Twitter space that I could find, even though I didn't understand 99% of what they were talking about. I just needed to like take in information. And so I started joining spaces about NFTs, uh, about crypto in general, about privacy, a lot of wallet stuff. Cause look, like I, look, I, I, I didn't know what a wallet meant and your, your address and sending e like, I, I didn't understand any, any of this. This was like, literally august 2021 this is not that long ago um and so at the same time i'm looking for web 2 jobs i'm also dabbling in web 3 and uh it like the most interesting thing to me during that time was one how hard of a time i had getting any sort of like traction in in web 2 like you, you, you know it's really hard to to get a dev job at any point in your life, there's just like all these challenges and, and, and hurdles and your resume matters and where you went to school and all that. And so it was just really frustrating. And so I was actually in school to get a master's in computer science to try to like 
you know, make up for my lack of bachelor's in computer science. I was like, well, the web two, you know, has these, you know, this red tape I have to go through. Let me try to get some computer science education under my belt, you know? And then at the same time, I'm on these Twitter spaces learning about crypto and, you know, some of them were about nouns because nouns had just started and nouns is maybe a week old. Um, you know, I remember the Mutinate Yacht Club or like the Mutinate, you know, side project dropped. Uh, I remember Cryptodes dropped and I'm listening to all these projects. I'm hearing about SubDAOs and SharkDAO and all these other projects. And I started like, you know, just cold DMing people, trying to find out more, just trying to get involved. And immediately I was like able to like work on a project for SharkDAO and like make this website and like get involved immediately. And it was just so ironic, you know, the the friction I was finding in Web 2 and how easy it was to start working and getting paid in Web 3. And I actually ended up dropping out of that Masters of Computer Science program because I knew I just wanted to give more time to, to crypto. And like, um, because really I wanted to be involved. I wanted to work. I wanted to to code. I wanted to, to build stuff. And um, I ended up just kind of freeing up as much as my time. So I dropped out of school. And uh, out of everything I was taking in, Nouns was the most interesting thing that I had found. Um, the project was really young. Again, it was like a week, week and a half old. And so I just like, you know, try to dive in and work on as much as I could there. Awesome. Yeah, that's, uh, that's cool. I, uh, I want to ask you more about the photography side of things in, at some point, but before we, we go there, I was wondering if you would kind of explain to me and for other people who might be listening what nouns is and maybe what the most interesting thing about nouns was to you, like what drew you into that project over the others that are on offer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard almost at this point to, to kind of think about n- nouns from back then, because, you know, I, I have so much more context. I know so much more now it's, it's been through so much, but, you know, trying to put myself back then, like, you know, why did I find it that interesting that early? Um, you know, and, um, I mean, nouns is this, you know, uh, yeah <laughs> I just live in this so much it's hard to like really explain it from like the 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 very basic but nouns is an nft project um that goes on forever and there is one nft auctioned off every single day it's a 24-hour auction it's a regular auction so so you know highest highest bidder wins the nft and that is how they onboard people into the DAO. So like traditional projects. So, so, so one thing that struck out to me was, right, I was listening to, to you know, Bored Apes and Cryptodes and, and, and these other projects that were dropping 10000 at one time, 8000 at one time, and you quickly onboard at a low, low price um, a ton of people into a community. Nouns is kind of the opposite. Um, there is a regular auction every 24 hours, and um, each noun is an NFT that is, you know, um, your, you know, basically your membership card, if you will, your like membership token to the DAO. And so let's say noun, you know, a noun sells for a hundred ETH. What was interesting to me as well was that a hundred percent of that ETH 
goes to a treasury that is governed by said owners. And so it doesn't go to the the 10 founders of nouns. They don't get a percentage. They don't get a cut. Um, it just like if you buy in to nouns, 100% of the ETH goes to the treasury. And that treasury is then supposed to be used to both, you know, proliferate nouns and fund public goods. And what do you get by buying a noun? Um, well, besides the actual art, which I also found compelling for several reasons, because one, it's CC0 meaning Creative Commons zero license, meaning anyone can use the nouns art um, for anything. You don't have, you know, there. it's like open IP, it's public domain. You can use it um, however you like. You don't need to give a cut back to nouns or ask for permission. So I really like that aspect of it. Um, and two, I like that there's like no rarity, right? Um, it's not like, you know, board apes where there's like 10 golden apes. And so there, there's this hierarchy of, of better traits, if you will, like nouns are completely random. They're pseudo randomly generated at the time of, you know, settling the auction. When you settle an auction after, uh, someone wins a noun, it kicks off the next auction. Um, and it kind of like looks at, you know, the block hash and it kind of like, you know, runs this algorithm to kind of like generate the random noun traits. And so no noun trait is any more, <laughs> random or valuable or rare than, than any other one. And so, um, the whole point, um, is buying in and trying to do something with this ETH. Um, and again, all the founders are, I mean, well, most of the founders are anonymous and, you know, just kind of trying to, 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 to grok the basics of this project. So there are 10 founders. They all seem incredibly, you know, um, skilled in their separate field you know quickly you just kind of get a sense that like these are really like high level folks from the artists uh to the devs i like that there were 10 of them you know it's this big group um i like that they don't get a specific cut of the eth that they're involved in the project they they get every 10th noun for the first five years as a group and so they're kind of like aligned incentive wise to you know the project doing well i like that no one in the community just gets the eth but rather the ETH is just aggregated um, uh, as membership, you know, kind of uh, increases slowly. And the whole point is to vote on things to do with the ETH. Um, and I like that it's to both promote this project, but also ideally do something good with, with the ETH. And that was just interesting. I mean, even from a very basic level, whether you look at the art, whether you look at it um, from someone who wants to buy in as a collector, you know, I... I think it's attractive if you want to buy in as a collector, you know, to try to get in early when there's like 30 members, right? Uh, again, I don't own one, but if I did, that is a kind of a compelling reason when the community is still so small, but also from a builder. And this was the most interesting thing from my point of view was because, you know, I have been funded several, several times by nouns to build stuff for nouns. And um, I can go more into that if you want or, or, we can ask questions there. There's just a lot to unpack from here. Yeah, it's um, it's an awesome project. I've I followed it like not super closely, but from the outside looking in, kind of seeing these nouns glasses become kind of a almost a symbolic sign of Web three ness at this point. Um, I guess that might not always be true, but definitely is very recognizable and ports onto many of the different kinds of collections. Uh, yeah, so 
I'm a big fan of nouns as like a concept and in terms of art, the the concept of like more and more tokens being let loose, I guess, and the treasury just slowly accumulating more and more ETH makes it kind of exciting in a way that other projects don't really have in that there's kind of, it's an infinite game. There's no real ending or no stated goal um, except to kind of proliferate nouns it's very open, which is exciting. Um, but, you know, as someone who was very new, and again, like I said before, pretty risk adverse, I don't buy and sell NFTs, really. I don't trade. I don't really take part in projects. I'm kind of boring. I Like, I'm not a degen, <laughs> you know? Um, I uh, And so w- with all these projects, I quickly just saw the pattern of like, oh, okay, so everyone's just going to like, you know, uh, do whatever they can, blood, sweat, and tears to get into some project early, get in, try to get the best trait things. Like it was all about traits, right? And then, you know, flip it within 24 hours to just make ETH and like, you know, rinse and repeat. And that was just like one exhausting, two, like just not that interesting. And three, like I would never do that or participate. I'm not like that competitive i i couldn't see myself doing that and like just doing that for every project knowing that people just did not care about any new project that came out you know it was just all about top rarity and flipping again just like incredibly uninteresting to me and so you know i think it goes like i think it's overlooked a lot but literally the fact that like because nouns go on forever there is no one trait that will be you know, seen more or less likely than another was just like a breath of fresh air for sure. Because I was tired, you know, I mean, back then last fall, you know, when everything was going crazy in the market, it was just all about, um, projects, trades, flipping. And I was so tired of hearing it. Um, yeah, that aspect of nouns has always been a a breath of fresh air. You're, you say you don't own a noun yourself, but you've been funded for uh, building things for the nouns and also host a project called, is it Nano Talk? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I can run through like the quick history of like things I've worked on. Yeah. And I was also going to ask, um, like, does, does that make you feel like you're a member in some sense? Because this CC0, you have a PFP that has nouns, glasses, like what does membership feel like for nouns? And then also please do tell me um, all the things that you've managed to, to build. So no, I, I am, I am not a member of the nouns DAO. Like I think of it as like, there are two, there are two like entities here. There's nouns, the idea, right. And then there's the actual nouns DAO. Um, You know, nouns is a project, which, um, you know, again, anyone can use the assets, you know, you mentioned the glasses, you know, the glasses are themselves kind of like this movement, like it means something, you know, like, like, ideally, when people see the nouns glasses, I hope, you know, and when they think of what does it mean to be nounish, I hope the community at large, you know, it can signify, you know, uh, being charitable, being like, um, trying to do good, um, et cetera, et cetera. And I hope, you know, that the the branding of the nouns movement becomes something that's like, you know, very 
builder focused, very empowering of people, et cetera. We can get into that later. But like, then there's the actual nouns DAO. I'm not a member of that. I don't feel like I'm a member of that uh, because, you know, I I don't own one. Um, there's, you know, been like 500 or so nouns across maybe, I don't know, 150, 200 members. Um, and, and that's very specifically for those who bought in. There are several other ways. Again, we can get into later, but it's a little in the weeds. There are other ways to like collectively buy a noun. So there are groups that are like sub DAOs, like little nouns you may have heard of or shark DAO. These are groups of people that have either come together with their ETH and bought nouns, right? So it could be hundreds of people that, you know, quote unquote, quote, own a noun or multiple nouns, which, you know, you have a small fraction of some voting power that has voting power over a certain number of nouns. Um, but that obviously is a little different than like actually outright owning a noun. Um, uh, there are several people that, that own nouns together. There, are, there There's a group called the Nouncil, which is just like the Nouns Council, which are a group of builders who haven't bought nouns, but have been delegated the voting power for like, you know, 10 to 14 nouns. And so, yeah, like I still wouldn't feel like there's membership there, you know, because you're just being like stewards of this voting right. Um, but there are other ways to kind of interface with the governance layer of nouns if you're so interested, you know, you don't have to just buy in. Um, but I definitely feel like a a member of, you know, nouns the community um just not the DAO, um because i i am you know one of the builders who is still around from the very beginning uh people come and go um all the time and i just kind of was around since the first week and just like literally never left um and i've just worked on a on a ton of stuff since then like at the very beginning just to run through it really quick i you know the first project i did was was i built um, a website for SharkDAO, one of the sub DAOs, um, because I assumed I couldn't interface with nouns. This was so early. I, I assumed if I can't buy into nouns, they want nothing to do with me because I didn't understand the treasury was used to fund builders, et cetera. I thought it was just, you know, like a club for, for those who could buy in. So I went down to the sub DAOs and, you know, built a site for them. Uh, I'm a front end dev mostly. So I do a lot of like web apps and, you know, client facing things. But then I found out that like you don't need a noun to get funded by nouns. Um, you do need one to open a proposal. So the way you know the treasury works is like, hey, nouns is aggregating all this ETH. You say it's to fund builders. Okay, I'm a builder. How do I get the ETH? Um, you have to have a noun to open a proposal. A proposal basically saying, give me X amount of ETH to build X over X amount of months. You know, and um, I don't have a noun, but I was in a group and we got someone to open a proposal for us that had a noun. You know, it was a group of the four of us and we had this idea uh, and someone who owned a noun was like, yeah, I will support that. And so they put up the proposal for us and we were part of proposal number nine, um, which was like this po-op distribution uh, project for those who were bidding on nouns auctions. The idea was to incentivize more and more people bidding um, on the auctions, because if you were in the top five people that didn't win, you would get like a special po-op for that day. Um, and that was proposal nine. So I got funded. It was some of the first ETH I ever made in the space and things clicked more like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, I'm not part of this thing and no one knows who I am in real life. And, uh, I'm getting paid and I'm coding like, you know, that's kind of crazy. Um, 
And so I just kept going down and um, I ended up creating an NFT project called Lost Nouns uh, with a couple friends. And um, that was basically me and a friend were going through the GitHub commit history of the Nouns monorepo, which is, you know, all all open source. And, you know, you're familiar with all the assets. There's like 240 heads for nouns, et cetera. And uh, we, we, we went back to the beginning of the project when they were, you know, making it because it's always, you know, just been out in the open. And we saw these assets that we didn't recognize. We're like, that, that you know, here's a PNG of some nouns traits that like we've never seen before. And so we just kept going through. And if you think about it, it makes sense. Like any artist, when you're making a project, there are drafts and there are, you know, unused ideas and, you know, there are sketches and stuff. And so basically, you know, Gremlin, um, E-Boy and Timpers, who were the three artists on the project, uploaded ideas um, to the to the repo that they ended up cutting. They ended up not using. They were either drafts of ideas that did make it. They were just, you know, unpolished versions or they were just ideas that didn't make it all together. Um, and so we, we got all these traits, we kind of downloaded them and, and, and scoured for them. And we made a nouns fork called lost nouns. And the idea being we would auction off these nouns, um, of only comprised of these unused assets. It was kind of, you know, no one really knew that this was a thing. Um, we kind of stumbled upon it and, uh, we thought it'd be a fun project for the community kind of to show them you know, Hey, these things exist. I, you guys are just as surprised as we were when we found it. Um, and so that was a fun NFT project. Um, out of that was birth now in a talk, which is now a podcast that I run. Um, we were hosting weekly spaces to kind of help promote the project, interviewing people of nouns. And then, you know, they were just Twitter spaces, really informal, but then we recorded them and then, you know, we just decided to increase the quality and now it's just a full-fledged podcast that I run interviewing the the members of the Nouns DAO and just kind of builders in the Nouns ecosystem. And so then I worked on proposal number 27, which was Nouns Center. So if you go to nouns.center, it's a website that's basically the best place to get started to learn about nouns. It's kind of like the Nouns Wikipedia, the Knowledge Center, the Resource Hub, and you know, because nouns are CC zero and people would come into the discord all the time and have, you know, I mean, kind of like you said, you, you know, relatively new to nouns. I'm sure you have open questions. Where can I get that answered? And so noun center, you know, where can I find the nouns assets? Well, you know, we have them for you to download there. Where can I find out about the history of the project? Well, we have that there. Where can I find the projects built off of nouns? Uh, how do I connect with people in the nouns ecosystem to form a project? How do I get funding? Like I just wrote guys and kind of, you know, answer all these questions because I know what it's like to be new to something and be lost and not know where to go. And so I was like, I need to create a resource for all those people. So it's kind of an onboarding tool for nouns. Um, and I got funded. That was proposal number 27. And then eventually you know, I mean, and this whole time I'm working at a startup, you know, I have a web two day job. Uh, and so I'm just working on nouns early in the morning and I'm working on nouns really late at night. And, um, eventually I, I was approached, you know, like, what do you think about maybe opening a proposal to get funded for yourself, you know, uh, to quit your job and work for nouns. Cause I was working on all these big projects and there were more to do. Um, and I ended up, I ended up opening a proposal, I got the funding and I quit my job. So um, 
it's crazy all within a year to to go from like not knowing much about crypto or nouns to working for them and quitting my you know salaried w2 day job w2 sorry web2 day job and uh that was maybe seven months ago and yeah it's been amazing and so now i work on on noun center i work on the podcast and i work on a project called prop house um building out the front end there incredible yeah and that's that's been the last year and then to get this proposal to like work for nouns did then you you were approached by somebody who held a noun who said you'd be a good person we can see you doing all this great work um would you be cool if i opened a proposal for you to to work on noun stuff full-time is that how that works essentially yeah i still have to write it all i mean the only thing they're actually doing is you know going to the website connecting their wallet and like submitting it but i still have to write the proposal i still have to get the feedback it's not guaranteed that it passes you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um they're just literally submitting it for me but yeah i mean i still wrote it in my own voice and made my pitch and all of that but yeah dope yeah it's super cool super cool to hear that story um nouns seems like they're doing really cool stuff um it's like you say it's it's open question what nouns is and it's kind of an invitation to to be part of what nouns becomes um yeah it's a super exciting project i wonder you briefly mentioned before that you used to spend time doing photography how does how does that tie into all this so photography was something I wanted to learn in college. Um, You know, I'd always been interested in it, but uh, there are barriers. (laughs) I always like to say photography is expensive as a hobby or a job. Um, The gear is not cheap, you know. You know, if if you want to get good and start doing it, you know, there's like a minimum of like, I mean, not as much now. There are, you know, maybe cheaper entry points, but to get any DSLR, 10 years ago, um, you know, it's pretty expensive for a college kid. Mm. And so, um, but I wanted to learn it and I'm, I'm kind of self-taught in everything. I've taught myself like, you know, when, when I was younger, I, you know, taught myself to play guitar and then I tried my hand at photography. I taught myself to code. I taught myself like, you know, web design. I just kind of like, am a very, uh, no one's going to do it for you <laughs> kind of, kind of guy. Um, and so with photography, um, I would rent cameras from like the the journalism department at my at my college, and then eventually was able to save up enough money by my by you know uh, a tiny little camera with a little lens, and I started you know doing senior photos and would do weddings and uh, engagements, whatever. And I mean, it, it's led to basically a ten year career, and I actually just finished. Uh, like I just ramped down the business after 10 years um, because, you know, I mean, I have a family, I have a, a, a job and I just, you know, want my weekends back. So um, I've, I've been shooting weddings for about 10 years, uh, but I don't really like need it anymore. I mean, I, I, I still shoot for, for fun, um, you know, travel, family, et cetera, but I don't need to do it for work anymore. Uh, but I've been doing it, you know, for the last 10 years straight, dep- uh, despite, you know, family, despite nouns, despite full-time jobs, it's just always been a second job I've had, you know, this entire time. 
And in my mind, I'm kind of wondering, is there any crossover for you between like front-end web design and photography composition? Is that kind of space utilization something that is uh, in mind in both of those areas? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I, I've always like, I've always been pretty, pretty in awe of, of designers, like true designers. Uh, I've done some web design, but I am not a skilled like graphic designer or even web designer, to be honest, because to me, like designers are taking a blank page and they are literally creating something from nothing. You know what I mean? Uh, that I, I, I see that usually pretty differently when it comes to, to front end um, or uh, photography. Because with photography, if I'm shooting a wedding and I have a couple, I'm, I'm, I'm in a scene, right? I'm at a venue, I'm in a forest, I'm at a park, I'm on the road, etc. But I have to take what I'm working with and who I'm with, you know, no matter what they look like, you know, is there a height difference, you know, you know, are, are we in the shade? Is it, you know, rainy? Like all of that. I just have to take what I'm given and where I'm at and I have to compose it, right? I have to like figure out what lens I'm using, you know, at what settings, which changes, you know, um, you know, the background, the blur, the bokeh, like it's just going to be a wide shot or a close shot. And then I have to like, you know, position them within the scene to kind of make something out of this. I'm taking existing elements, people, expressions, lenses, etc., and I'm and I'm trying to draw something out of that. Likewise, you know, I will take a designer's, you know, prototype and I will code it up. I will take their thing and kind of like make it into something and you know, there's usually back and forth and I will take existing things and things may not sit right with me, right? Like, you know, when something's off, you just can kind of tell and like I think this should be here and this button there and I think there should be more spacing or, or, or less here, or we should, you know, it's, it's not as intuitive to, to put that there. And so I do a lot of that. And that is a little, uh, much more of how my brain works. Again, I'm so in awe of the opposite, which is a designer that like, you know, would have to, you know, create the idea of a page that doesn't exist. I'm just, I, I don't think that way. And so, um, yeah, that that kind of thinking, I I I definitely see the parallel between um, at least the type of coding that I do and photography. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, I'm. You you were in the the spaces the other week, um, the other day even, um, where I was. We kind of explored uh, collaborative and non-collaborative work and this kind of area actually came to mind for me as well. Like when I guess a fine artist is working alone in like their workshop and they've got like a blank canvas in front of them, they're kind of working from zero. And then for somebody like me, who's working in um, a couple of ways, trying to build out this forgotten ruins world in some of my time, I'm starting from one where actually there's a there was a prior artist there who started from zero, uh, created something and now is giving it to me at the one stage already. And so I'm kind of building from one. Um, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, and then in a, in like a podcast situation, it's almost the conversation is like a we both bring our one 
but then the podcast space itself is a, like a shared zero that then you add your one or bits of your one to. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting space for me to to think about. Yeah, that's 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 interesting. You mentioned that because, yeah, podcasting again. Oh, is 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 something one I. I, I never thought the the Twitter spaces would develop into like a fully fledged podcast. I never thought I'd be interviewing people as often as I am. I mean, I have like a full job as a dev with way too much work to do. And, you know, here I am like interviewing people on a weekly basis. But um, it's been really like creatively interesting for me. Um, and I like how you you put it. Uh, you both bring your one and it's kind of this this new shared space because, you know, there's there's different ways to approach a podcast but like maybe it's just because i can't like go easy on myself or i have to make things uh difficult i i i i try to really you know um bring something new with an interview and especially like in crypto there are so many you know um we don't know a lot about a lot of the people here in the space. And so recently I've just been like trying to challenge myself to like, you know, how do you prepare for an interview with someone who's anonymous, who has very little like, you know, digital footprint, who only, you know, has a Twitter account that talks about their specific project they're working on. You know, these are real humans behind the profile picture with rich lives and families and friends and, and, and all of this and histories and, you know, education. And so I've been trying to kind of come prepared with like, like I try to tell myself going into each interview, um, it's a big challenge. I was like, what would you ask if this had to be the best, most in-depth interview they've ever done? Right. Um, and I'm not saying that all my interviews with, with everyone achieve that, but it's a kind of a, a North star I set out to try to, to bring something like maybe new to the table that isn't like just crypto talk the whole time. And I think for me, I've, I've found myself way more interested in like learning about the past of these people and like what brought them to, you know, become the person that works on this stuff, you know? And so podcasting has been another like muscle I've had to like learn to flex. That's just like not inherently like natural for me, but I've enjoyed it. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's super cool to be able to connect with people and also it is a little bit different because people come with their their different um boundaries i guess of where they're what they're open to share and what they're not open to share um yeah but yeah it's 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 been cool for me to talk to people in this space too i think that i was talking to a friend of mine uh tv um he's he's he reminds me of you in a little bit but kind of he's built the he built out the marketplace for forgotten runes. So we have our own marketplace built off like the reservoir kind of fundamentals. And he is also kind of self-taught in quite a few of the, the spaces that he's developing things. Um, and we were talking about the connections that you kind of are making in the, the downtime um, of the crypto macro environment market and kind of the the value that's actually in networks that's kind of being brought to the forefront by projects like nouns where the value is the network in some sense like the value 
given to the network by people who buy the tokens is then governed by that network. And so all the power is kind of contained within that network. And then at the same time, it's really interesting that Nanda's also sort of got this ethos of giving away. So you talked about kind of charitable ethoses and um, trying to do good, but also in just a more um, practical sense, there's the nouns glasses and the CCO-ness of the art itself is just being given away. That means that you can do projects like Lost Nouns. It's it's super cool to see like where um, where things are held back and then also where things are given away. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, how has been hosting the podcast for you? Like what kind of things have you learned over time? I imagine the first podcast and how you approached it might be different to how you approach podcasts now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the first maybe 15 or, or so were over Twitter spaces, which were recorded, but, um, you know, barely edited. I just kind of, you know, had to balance the, the quality I could manage with the workload I had. Um, and so when you're on Twitter spaces, it's, it's, it's very casual. I mean, it's, it, it's different than this, right? You and I are focused. It's just us here in the room on Twitter spaces. You're literally you, like, you can scroll Twitter. You can, uh, people join the room. Uh, you call that out in the audio, which doesn't make for a good re-listen. Like I didn't think about the re-listen a lot. Um, you can pin tweets and talk about it, which doesn't make for a good podcast. If someone listens to it six weeks later, like it doesn't make any sense because it's an audio medium. And so, um, yeah, at first I was just grouping people together by topic. So like the first episode was just three, what I call extensions or derivatives of nouns. So the three guests had three very different projects were not related to each other. They were just three people that built projects off of nouns. And that's the only thing that ties them together. Um, the next one, you know, were three different builders who were building physical nouns classes. And then I, you know, again, very different projects, but they were all with the same purpose. Then I interviewed three people who had made merch off of nouns and CC zero. But again, these people are so interesting in and of themselves. And so like eventually I ended up increasing the quality of the podcast, doing more one-on-one -on -one like this and, and kind of interviewing one person, you know, and, and going deeper on them. Um, and it's been, it's been really interesting because uh, doing a podcast about the people of nouns is kind of the best, <laughs> it's like the best idea in the sense that I'll never run out of people because every day we onboard a new member, there will always be someone to talk to. And so I'm not like, it's not limiting at all. And so there's two aspects to, to keep things interesting. I can interview the founders. I can interview some of the members and we can, you know, go, go deep on, you know, nouns, uh, you know, attracts a bunch of people that are usually like, you know, usually pretty well off usually, you know, because nouns aren't cheap and they are, you know, usually crypto OG because, you know, they find nouns interesting and compelling enough to spend a hundred ETH on, you know? Um, and so usually they've done a bunch of stuff that's, you know, worthwhile to talk about. Um, and on the other side, I interview, you know, anyone who's relatively, you know, associated with nouns, like any builder like me that doesn't own one, 
that just likes nouns or has built something. So because of that, the domain of people I can talk to is seemingly endless because it's CC0 and nouns has and will like touch everyone at some point. And the builders who, you know, kind of see things like me and, you know, are crazy enough to spend as much time as I do working for nouns and building this thing out and permissionless, et cetera, like usually have a lot of passion. And so they make for great interviews. And so it's been awesome to interview the wide breadth of people that, you know, are kind of touched by nouns. And so, um, you know, I've, I've, I've done a lot of planning for the next several months and it's just like, it's, it's, it's been great because it is still so interesting, uh, to talk for like an hour about someone's past. And I, I, again, like I mentioned before, I really like to get to know the person as much as they're willing to divulge, um, about like how they think and who is this person, you know, that is now this, you know, avatar or, you know, pseudonymous character that we all come to know, but who, who were they? You know what I mean? Who is the person that is now this anonymous person that people look up to, et cetera, et cetera. Like what makes them tick? How, you know, kind of like humanizing them a bit more, you know, without revealing identity has been something I've really enjoyed. Oh, they're just like a person. You know what I mean? When I interviewed one of the founders, well, I, I, I've interviewed two of them now and I really focus a lot on their past. And like, it's so funny just to hear about how like they came to tech when they were in college or, you know, they really like, like board games and they're just like a board game aficionado. It's like, yeah, this is just a normal person, <laughs> you know, that a lot of times kind of like is kind of a, deified a bit as you know the founders of this great project um and i i i really like how like up this podcast is kind of like this great equalizer right we 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 both sit down at the same table and we're just two people who really like this project and we're here to just to discuss ideas and every single episode is so different everyone comes with such a different background and we always talk about you know their project that is non-nouns related as they have a day job etc like you know, I, I talked to Brian Flynn about rabbit hole and we, 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 we talked about like building on chain identity and, uh, all this other stuff completely unrelated to nouns. And then the very end of the interview, it all comes back to nouns at the same time, you know? And so it's been this like tying force to just be able to have really great conversations with interesting people. Yeah. I can, I can imagine that, uh, Sounds super fun. Sounds super exciting. And yeah, it's awesome that you're basically never going to run out of people to speak to. Is there, yeah. is there anything that you found like that stands out as super interesting or something that you're really excited about um, moving forward? For nouns or the podcast? Well, I mean... Maybe just nouns in general? It could be nouns related. It could also be not nouns related. So you kind of mentioned um, that a lot of the people you interview are kind of working on different things as well as nouns, just kind of interested in what, what kind of draws your, um, what, what gets your imagination going? Yeah. Um, yeah. So several things I, uh, as far as nouns go, I'm excited to see what happens with the recent, like, friction that has kind of been been shaken up because i mean maybe you heard maybe you haven't but uh nouns closed their official discord um which was the central meeting point for a lot of the community and it was met with you know a wide variety of different feelings um 
uh, I'm overall, you know, supportive of the idea. I think, you know, like, like other people have mentioned, the project should be able to survive without it. But it's also an interesting time because kind of the market's down and people are pointing out that like nouns prices are down a lot. And, you know, without this central meeting point, you know, what does it mean for the community? And I think overall, to be completely honest, I think spirits are kind of low. Um, but, you know, again, that could just be the market in general, but it could be, you know, several things. But it's interesting that like, if and when nouns, you know, uh, overcomes this and, you know, we realize the community can be a bit more decentralized. It, it didn't need to rely on this, you know, one discord to, to stay afloat. Uh, it'll be interesting because I think the project will be so much stronger for it when it becomes truly like not a place, but like this movement. Um, I think it'll be really interesting to see it come out of that. And so, um, I think it's tough for that to happen at the same time as like market going down and all that. But uh, uh, at the same time, you know, bring it on. Um, so I'm just excited, you know, to see nouns in, in six months because I mean, I'm confident like the project will be fine. You know, it's just, uh, I think a tough spot for a lot of people that really enjoyed having one place to kind of feel like nouns was alive in one place. Um, and what was the, what was the context for, for, kind of closing down the discord if you don't mind yeah i mean i you know I, I i don't know that i can like perfectly answer that you know obviously it was not consulted not my decision uh but i think you know again the there there are 10 founders of the project right and you know they ended up you know when, when you first create the project they have you know there is one main nouns.wtf website they created one discord they created one discourse like a forum to kind of talk through ideas and proposals they you know they have to create all these uh, you know quote unquote official things you know when the community first exists to be able to come around but there's a lot of politics there's a lot of uh arguing or maybe you know uh different things that come about you know trying to like capitalize on these centralized places you know um i can't speak to everything i don't own a noun i'm not privy to what all goes down or went down during all you know the 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 noun owner private channels and phone calls and you know that they have on a weekly basis but like um i think it just got to the point where the founders did not want to be you know maybe responsible and again forgive me if i'm you know putting words in their mouth but like um just just like responsible for this one you know you know communal place i think there was there's a lot of positives to it right but i think there's also negatives that come about and i think maybe people didn't feel like they could freely speak their mind and obviously if you're a noun owner or community member who's very you know visibly around more in this very public meeting place you know you, you know, get benefit from that and you're kind of more prominent, quote unquote, even if you don't have a noun or, or whatever, it, maybe it didn't feel as balanced as, you know, the DAO could or should have been if it was more like decentralized. And so I think m maybe the juice wasn't worth a squeeze and uh, getting rid of the discord was kind of a way to, 
you know, maybe sink or swim <laughs> and kind of avoid some of the issues that come with like a centralized place for governance, a central meeting place where, uh, you know, Discord is like single threaded basically, like in one chat. And so it is kind of loudest voice wins, you know, even if not all voices or, or voting power is created equal. And so, you know, whereas if it's decentralized like this, you know, we have to talk on Twitter or, or, or discourse and we have to kind of discuss things out in the open versus private channels. Um, again, I don't know what all went down behind closed doors, um, but I think it was just enough tension and stress in, again, pressure on one centralized place with so much attention that breaking that up and letting the project kind of exist in its more, you know, disparate areas. Cause now like a hundred different nouns discords for different sub projects have evolved and kind of come about. And so I think the idea was just maybe to, to free up the project a bit. And again, I think it'll be better for it, but obviously when you don't have one place where you have all these noun, you know, nouns members eyeballs, you know, there are, there are downsides there. And, but Again, it feels like a sink or swim, like the project will be better for it, even if, you know, there's growing pains here that it's gone. Yeah, I hear that. Um, I hear that what you're saying. I think kind of what I'm hearing is that to let go of that central place that also had like private channels kind of relieves some pressure and lets it kind of dissipate into more areas. Um and yeah, it's interesting. Conversations out, yeah, yeah. And yeah, comps I mean, you say conversations out in the open, but I'm sure like there's also probably kind of groups of nouns and noun adjacent builders who have private chats as well. Of course, yeah. So I guess it's both. It's kind of... Um, some things will be way more private and some things will have to be way more public. If you're not part of those private, you'll have to seek places that are talking about this in other discords. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. And uh, did you, on kind of the, the second half of the question that I posed before, was there anything outside of Nantes that is really getting your imagination going at the moment? Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so, so two things. One is, one is kind of, you know, related to Nouns, which is Prop House, the main project I work on, which was created by one of the founders of Nouns. I work on it full time. It was funded through Nouns, but it is becoming this kind of wider thing of how to um, help, you know, distribute capital to builders. Um, again, it is kind of like created under Nouns, but is becoming way more widespread. Um, do you know what Prop House is or should I give like a two second explainer on it? I'd love a two second explainer. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, with nouns or just other DAOs where you have to make proposals, right? You have to come and say, hey, I would like, you know, like you, you there, there, there's friction. You have to write everything. I, I, I need this amount of ETH for this amount of work, this amount of time and this way, yada, yada. And we can approve or reject it based off these very specific criteria. Prop House is kind of the opposite where, um, in these funding rounds, they say, you know, there's like, there's forced spending. So say there's a nouns funding round and it's like, we're going to give away one ETH to five winners, to five people, no matter what, give us your ideas of what you want to build off nouns. And so anyone, you, you, you don't need a noun. Anyone with a wallet can submit an idea. Like you can say you've never talked to nouns or built anything up. And you're like, yeah, well, I'm an artist. I would love to make, you know, these drawings of whatever, you know, for nouns, et cetera. 
you can submit your idea and you could win. And if you're, you know, voted in the, you know, the top five, what did I say? Five winners, you get one ETH sent immediately, like no questions asked. And, uh, you know, it's just a way more frictionless way to, to get funding. And so it, you know, you, you win lots of ETH and the bids are proposals. So that's prop house, proposal house. And so, uh, it kind of flips the way to get funding, but it's not just related to nouns, which is why I brought it up. Like we just like, I think today is starting Mebits house. So Mebits, you know, by, by Yuga or Larva Labs, Yuga, whatever, <laughs> um, it has a prop house. And so you or I, anyone, you don't have to own a Mebits can create a proposal and get paid in, uh, what is ApeCoin? You know, that's their currency. And so it's a way for the MeBits community to kind of like have people onboard builders to their ecosystem to build for MeBits, right? And get funded. Um, and it's way easier because it's for spending versus MeBits waiting around for someone to open up some proposal and just happen to, you know, have an idea to come build on MeBits. Like it's it's a way better way to distribute capital and to to onboard builders. And so you know, uh, Forgotten Runes can open up a prop house. And, you know, if you guys have a treasury, you know, um, have this force spend and attract a bunch of talent to come build. And so that's what I've been giving most of my time to. I'm I'm building out that project with a couple of the of the nouns founders, and it's been really exciting. Um, and then, you know, maybe the only other thing I'm like that interested in um I guess personally, and then like as a project personally is, you know, I would love to learn <laughs> solidity. I, I, I've said that forever, but it's just so crazy how little time there is with the amount of work in this space, something I'm eternally grateful for, but, um, it's just so different than web two. I just, I have so much work thrown at me that like finding time to learn new things is tough, but, um, you know, the other place, you know, where, where you and I first met is, is, is the math castles discord. I've always found, you know, uh, the terraforms project to be beautiful and inspiring. And, you know, that's the only other like project I'm interested in. I own one. Um, I, I just, um, I've always, you know, uh, known about it, kind of been around it. Um, again, like I said, I do not like buy, <laughs> sell NFTs, but like, terraforms was one i was like i need one and uh uh i bought mine and i just love being around there it's just like the, maybe the number one place that like i lurk and uh it's just i'm I'm very inspired by everyone in that community because you know what i like to spend my time on when i'm not working you know if i haven't mentioned this a thousand times is just like i'm trying to to always learn new things to make unknowns known and like you know, just like I was taking in information, you know, about crypto from these Twitter spaces and just lurking there, like the, the, the Math Castles Discord is maybe some of the most like smart and inspiring people that, uh, that I've, I've kind of run into in this space. And so it, I, you know, I just like to, to hang around and just be around um, all the folks there and just kind of taking what they're listening to or, you know, t- talk, listen to what they're talking about. Um, so I've always found the, the project beautiful, uh, and the community members just seem again, very talented, very kind people. 
and uh, I'm just really inspired by all of them, which is the space you were talking about earlier. Like anytime I see, you know, 113 or, 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 or Mato or, or, or anyone in a space, I try to join, even if I'm not free to talk or to even listen for more than five minutes, I just like, you know, it's kind of like with nouns. Like I just, I just want to be around this thing. You know, I want to be around what nouns is doing. I want to be around what Terraforms is doing and the, this team and these people, I just kind of want to be around it. It's like the only other thing that's actually been interesting to me, both from, you know, the project and and the art and kind of, you know, I, yeah, I just want to be around what they're doing. Super cool. Yeah. Firstly, prop house didn't really know about it. Opened it now on nouns.center. Looks super cool. Um, cool that me bits are doing one. Probably going to pass this on to the Forgotten Runes DAO and see what they think. Let's do it. Um, yeah, we, we we can open a Forgotten Runes house. It's just prop.house is our website. So, um, yeah. Yeah, super dope. Um, and then, yeah, completely agree with you on the Math Castle side of things. Uh, great project. Love what they're doing there really makes me think the community as well is super awesome and uh yeah it was i apologize for calling you out on that space by the way um no i wish i could have talked i like you know it's it, it's it's not from shyness or unwilling i mean obviously i talk too much i just you know was just literally not in a talking place at the moment but would have loved to yeah yeah it's a it, it was a cool space um i'm gonna try and do a few more of those where kind of try and invite people from lots of different projects to kind of come together and like discuss themes that maybe like cross cross project but like all part of like the same culture um kind of looking at the culture from a macro perspective my uh yeah my personal area of interest is kind of like mental health and um how that can benefit people to look after themselves and then how that has like ripple effects into other people's lives too um so it's probably i think it's really cool to bring people from a lot of different projects together to discuss uh things that commonalities between us um so yeah hopefully you can get to another one and love to have you on stage yeah would love to especially mental health because <laughs> i've struggled with that a lot uh not personally sorry well kind of i just meant more so like I've struggled with like attention, but, but recently, you know, since right before the announced discord closed and, uh, I had been struggling more with like, you know, discord in general. So I'm actually really glad the announced discord closed and I pretty much left every discord except for like, you know, five or six or so. And, you know, even this week, this week I haven't tweeted, I haven't really been on discord and it's just been an incredible week. And so, uh, yeah, the last year of this space has been pretty overwhelming, uh, but now I'm finally trying to pull back a lot and be quote unquote in crypto in a way more manageable place because it was just, you you cannot cycle from Discord to Twitter 24 hours a day, <laughs> every day. It's just insane. Yeah, definitely was feeling that over the course of the, the last year. Um I mean, at first I was just learning so much about what was happening and deep diving into things that kind of didn't really notice the time just flying by. But then over time has kind of found my place in a few different spaces and kind of were just returning to the same uh, bubbles, you'd say. Then it would kind of you start 
wearing on me and it's definitely something that I'm interested in. I've kind of got some optimism, but not entirely sure if there'll be kind of like a Web3 solution to digital social spaces. Uh, We'll have to wait and see. But either way, I think that looking after people's mental will will have a positive effect across the whole space. So um, I might do something related to that with nouns, maybe. We'll, uh, got, this conversation's got me thinking about it anyway. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, I have a question that I ask um, or have been asking at the end of uh, these kind of conversations. But I was wondering, do you have a question that you usually ask people on your Now to Talk podcast? Ooh. Hmm. Yeah, I try to be super, um, super specific because I, I fear, you know, coming off as, um, um, what's it called? Like, I fear coming off as like, uh, like script like so all my questions are like super super specific i tried to have like the most specific questions so that like the interviewee is like you know almost impressed by like the homework you know not impressed for like you know my sake but like i want them to feel like this wasn't you know fluff or you know what i mean because some of these people get interviewed a lot and i don't want them to feel like oh cool you want to know the same you know six questions everyone asks. I always want them to feel engaged, like it was worth their time. Um, but um, I do, again, in, in, in kind of, you know, liking to, to, to know more about who they are, you know, as a person, because again, I think like as someone with their own aspirations of, of, of the space, it's always good to like both kind of demystify these people <laughs> because it's easy to, you know, deify people in this space but it's also just like good to understand that they're just like hard people or like good people that just like are hardworking and kept going. And so, you know, I, I may ask something, you know, as, as far as like maybe generic questions go, something like, you know, what's your greatest non-work achievement, you know, just to give us some, some sort of insight uh, as far as like things they've, they've done that they're proud of outside of like, um, the project that you may be interviewing them about, right? Um, you know, or or fast forward a couple years, uh, what's different about you? You know, a lot of people ask about like, where's nouns in five years? Where's forgotten runes in two years? But like, what's different about you, the person, right? Um, and so I think those kind of things that kind of maybe peel back the layers of like the person are 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 maybe some good, interesting questions. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I actually love that you brought up the the kind of the deifying of people that happens in this uh, space. It's kind of one of my favorite things about the space is that the most or quite a lot of people are kind of like anon or pseudo anon. Um, but even then, we see some deification of the anons. Oh yeah. The question that I usually ask. Um, that relates to to my interest in things and kind of is kind of selfish in a way. I'm always looking to learn too. 
um, is working in this space, this space that's kind of 24 seven, there's so many opportunities, there's so many things you can give your attention to. And a lot of the interactions that we have each other on platforms that are kind of built to hold one's attention. How do you personally look after your attention and like allocate time in general? Yeah. So, so two parts to that, um, as far as allocate, um, time, uh, I mean, it's helpful because I do this full time now. I do not have a day job. This is my job. So that's helpful, right? Cause I do have, you know, a nine to five Monday to Friday to work on this stuff. Cause before, like, again, it wasn't good. I wanted in the space so badly. I was working a day job. I, I, I mean, I'm an early riser in general, but I'd wake up at five every morning and work on noun stuff for a couple hours until family got up, do the family thing, then go into my day job nine to five. And then, you know, after five, after everyone goes to sleep, I'd work till like midnight. You know, I would just like have the, you know, the early and late night thing, um, which was a lot less sustainable. But um, thankfully, my day job is this now. So um, I still work sometimes late and early, but like I don't have to. Um, and I'm just trying to have a much better balance um, and just realizing like, you know, the FOMO is never going to go away. Imposter syndrome may never go away. Like I don't have like I don't have to keep playing catch up and be involved in everything to feel like I'm keeping afloat in crypto because that, you know, th those feelings may never go away. And um, I'm someone that like if I have free time, I will fill it up. I don't just like chill and spend time alone. And so I'm trying to be better at that. So I'm trying not to just fill up empty space with work. Um, and then the, the, so that's the time allocation. But as far as like attention, like you were mentioning, like I, I've recently gone through like, you know, some, some personal purging of like discord and stuff, you know, on Twitter, I try to keep the follower count low so that like I'm not constantly trying to keep up with things you know a lot of that is like intentional you know and then I try to keep the discord count low and I mean now it's literally down to like five or six but I'm only like I only have a right and like maybe two of them you know there's just like other ones I just want to like be in but before I mean it was like you know 30 and I was involved and all this like I mean it's 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 so funneled down and focused now to where it used to be that like uh, I'm just trying to have a much better balance as a person. So now it's it, it it's a lot easier. I mean, it's a lot easier to answer this question now. Uh, I think Discord was the sent was the was the was leading to most of my stress, feelings of imposter syndrome, and like distraction like procrastination like i have a lot of work to do but keeping up with this stuff and calls and other things like it was killing me like in my productivity and truly being off discord like has been amazing and like you have to battle with like feeling left out of things but then you have to tell yourself like it's okay <laughs> you don't have to be in every conversation you don't have to like be the center of everything and like still be involved in things and people don't need to like know you're every like it's okay you know what I mean? You're still doing the good, boring daily work. Like that's what you should be doing. You shouldn't be just like, you know, like 
I'm like working on things that like will hopefully last. And that's, you know, quote unquote boring versus like being involved in every Twitter space and being involved in every conversation and every joke. Like that's not that important. You know, it, it feels very important in, in crypto, especially to be on, you know, up to date on everything. But like, you know, I, I try to unfollow a lot of people and I try to leave a lot of servers. Um, and I think like most of the people I follow on discord or sorry, on Twitter are just like solidity devs that tweet stuff. I don't understand <laughs> again, just so I can, uh, you know, be flooded with, you know, new information and try to like absorb things. Um, but I don't e like, ironically, I don't interface with that much nouns content, uh, on a daily basis. I'm just building for nouns, you know, but nouns can't be my entire identity either. Um, I, I have to have some other life outside of that. And so it's just a lot about being off my phone more because crypto will suck up every free ounce of attention that you give it. And so I'm trying to give it less opportunity to take my time. And so it's been a lot better. These last like couple of weeks have been great as compared to the last like year. Yeah, great. Yes, same for me, to be honest. Um, with uh, with things slowing down, it gets easier. And uh, yeah, good to hear that you're uh, you're managing things well. I'm excited about building things for the future because really, that's that's what we're here for. Kind of people building and uh, hopefully create some cool stuff going forward. I'd like to thank you, CDT, for uh, taking this time to speak for me. Um, and I guess give you this space to say whatever you want to say um, to anybody who might be listening. Yeah. Um, if you're interested in nouns at all and want, you know, especially new people, if you have questions, um, I love onboarding people. I love helping. Um, let me know. Um, my DMs are open. If uh, go check out Prop House. Uh, very proud of the work we're doing there. Come get funded. <laughs> come come join Prop House. And uh, besides that, join the Math Castles Discord. That's the last thing I'll say. Thank you for listening to Shared Space. That was a conversation between myself and CDT. You can find CDT on Twitter at CDT underscore ETH and stay up to date with everything he's building over there at Nouns and whatever he goes on to in the future. If you want to stay up to date with when the next Shared Space recording is released, you can follow me at to be is to breathe on Twitter. <laughs>